Tom Cruise, the actor who belongs to the Church of Scientology, had been refused entry into Germany. And then later on, they said that he can enter into Germany, but only in certain places he can film, other places he can't. And the reason? He belongs to a dangerous cult, because he belongs to the Church of Scientology. And I thought, wow, in Europe. But dangerous is true. Some of their members have been involved in espionage, kidnapping, blackmail, and conspiracy. In fact, L. Davis points out that back in 1979, nine of them were convicted in a U.S. court of uh, conspiracy, including the wife of the leader. And that's one of the reasons, but it's not the primary reason, why I've chosen the Scientology, the Church of the Scientology, as the last in the short series of messages that I'm calling it, Learn to Discern. But really the main reason is because they're gaining greater and greater influence upon the movie industry. They're gaining greater and greater influence. Why is Scientology focused primarily on Hollywood, on, on the movie industry, and on the television and the, and the media? Well, first, because Scientology founder founded it upon individualism and personal power, and that's what Hollywood is all about. Secondly, at its very core, Scientology is about fantasy, and that's where all these actors live, in fantasy land. But their impact is not only felt in the movie industry. Their doctrine and their influence is felt in the music, among musicians, well-known musicians. I won't get into the names. Uh, motivational speakers buy into the Scientology mindset. And believe it or not, some even Christian motivational speakers, albeit they add the name Jesus, so as to kind of distinguish themselves from the Scientology proper. Now, some of you probably at least heard of the book on the New York best-selling list, The Secret, and that is pure and simple Scientology doctrine. The title of the book is a misnomer. It is not a secret at all. Its message is as old as the Garden of Eden. Now, let me give you some examples of this pervasive influence of Scientology upon our culture, first upon the movies and the movies that influence us. Tom Cruise's film, Vanilla Sky. I have not seen it, but the people I trust have. And they describe it as the best and the most subtle recruiting tool for Scientology thinking. Unbeknown to most people, those who are watching the movie and engrossed in it, they have been receiving all understanding, all the virtues of Scientology. They are absorbing it into their subconscious. Devoted Christians have said this was a great movie to the chagrin of so many true Christians. It is so subtle in the way it makes people enjoy the film while in reality they are being indoctrinated. Talking about the power of commitment, let me tell you something. Sometimes we Christians make commitments. We probably forget them within a day or two, a month or two, a year or two. But you talk about commitment. Listen to what Hubbard and the Scientologist's commitment to the invading our culture and impacting our culture through invading the movie. It goes all the way back to 1955, and they have been working at it. They have been working at it. They didn't give up. They don't give up, and they stayed with it. And the founder of Scientology believed 
that the only way he's going to impact our culture is by proselytizing the movie stars and the artists and the actors. And so they publish a magazine. It's called Celebrity Magazine. In that magazine, they utilize the testimonies of the stars, such as John Travolta and Christy Alley and, and Tom Cruise. Uh, they provide opportunities for networking among aspiring actors. Not only that, but they have established some of the most elaborate centers around the country and around the world called celebrity centers. There, the celebrities come, and they get pampered and waited upon hand and foot while they are being indoctrinated into Scientology. As I told you, there are many reasons why the movie industry is attracted to Scientology and Scientology to the movie business, because actors live in a fantasy world. And Scientology at its core is if you can fantasize it, you can realize it. The reason that Hubbard and his followers started those elaborate centers called celebrity centers in Hollywood, in New York, in Las Vegas, and elsewhere, 11 of them around the world, is so that they can attract the actors, they can attract the writers, they can attract the producers, they can attract the musicians, they can attract entertainers, because they believe, and let me quote what the founder said, He said, a culture is only as great as its dreams, and its dreams are dreamed by artists. But I'm sure by now, some of you are saying, Michael, just slow down, slow down, slow down. What is this Scientology all about? And why should I care? And how did it start? And and how can I discern it? And, And how can I see it in these movies? And why do they want to impact our culture as a whole? These are all wonderful questions, and I'm going to answer them for you. Scientology was founded by a man named Lafayette Ron Hubbard. He was the son of a naval commander. He was born in Nebraska in 1911. But because his father was stationed overseas, he grew up, spent his life with his grandfather. But in his teen years, he was allowed to go and join his parents in the Far East. And there, he was fascinated by Eastern religions, Hinduism and Buddhism and the rest of it. Apparently, he flunked college, and so he turned into science fiction writing. Now, there are a lot of conflicting stories about where he was and what he did during World War II. But the bottom line is this. We are told that he suffered from severe depression and he was suicidal. But in 1949, he claimed that he was healed, and he wrote his famous book, Dianetics. You see it and you watch it advertised on television. I just saw it recently. Dianetics, the modern science of mental health. And that became the Bible for Scientology religion, the Church of Scientology. Later on, of course, that theory became a full-blown religion to which they claim 15 million followers around the world, mostly in the United States. Now, let me give you a summary of what Scientology believe, and I'm going to move as fast as I can. They say that everyone has what they call thetans, not with the S, but T-H. If you grew up in England, that letter of the alphabet was called theta, and if you grew up in America, it was called theta. So you take your pick. How are you going to pronounce it? (laughs) So we all have this thetans. It's not surprisingly It's close to somebody else's name. And these Thetans, 
It's what they call our spiritual selves. You know when you hear people in the media and on television and the movies talk about spirituality, they're not talking about the Holy Spirit working in us as spirituality as you and I know it. They're talking about these Thetans that are our immortal souls, our spiritual selves, and that these spiritual selves have been reincarnated over and over and over again. And because Hubbard did not believe in sin, original or otherwise, he explained that our reactive minds serve as a repository of all past memories. And if you go back in these computer memories or these old files, with you're going to find a lot of negative experiences. And these are the negative experiences that are stopping you from becoming famous and rich and powerful and happy. And so, if you can go back to that computer file and delete these are my imagery, by the way, not theirs. <laughs> and delete these negative things. Oh, you've got it all, baby. Fame, wealth, power, nothing is stopping you. And they call that clearing of the mind. <laughs> clearing of the mind. Then they say that in our memory bank, we have not only these negative traits from the time we are born, <laughs> but all the negative traits of previous lives that we have lived as we're being reincarnated. Hubbard originally had four steps in which you overcome all these negative traits and reach what he calls clearing of the mind, the stage of clearing. And he would charge $10,000 a session to get you from one stage to the next. Nothing in public, nothing is preached. It has to be private tutoring. And each one costs $10,000 that these celebrities pay to go from one stage to the other. But then I'm assuming they probably run out of money. So he increased those four steps to 15. What a great fundraising trick that is. But only eight are revealed, but seven still hidden. Imagine upward of three to four to five hundred thousand dollars to get you have this clear mind of the past negative experience. Now, I want you to listen to me. If you forgot everything I've said, I don't want you to forget what I'm going to say. Amen? You can come to me, and I'll help you have a clear mind and clean conscience. I promise you that. But I promise you one thing. It will not cost you a nickel. It will not cost you a red cent. If you come to me, I will help you within five minutes to have a clear mind and clean conscience before God and before yourself. Here's how I would do it. So let me give it to you freebie here. You don't have to come to me and make an appointment. I'm going to give it to you for free right now. I'm going to help you understand how to achieve clarity of mind, how to achieve cleanliness of heart, how to achieve cleanliness of of conscience. I want to show you how. Here's what I would tell you. I would tell you that every one of us are born with our backs to God, that every one of us are born wanting to be our own gods, that every one of us are born wanting to be independent of God, that every one of us are born wanting to control our lives and be in charge of our lives. But the very God who created us, the very God who nestled us in our mother's womb, also knew that as long as we try to control our lives, we will never be fulfilled. That as long as we try to control our lives, we'll never be happy, joyful, contented. The very God who made us knew 
that as long as we try to have peace with God our own way, we're going to be continue to be in turmoil. As long as we refuse to acknowledge that we are sinners and that we have fallen short of God's standards, we will be miserable, we'll be unfulfilled, and we'll be tormented. Regardless of the outward facade that we put on the outside, that inside we feel empty. And this condition will become worse when you die. It will be multiplied millions of times. It will be magnified millions of times in eternity called hell. There is a torment will increase. There is a turmoil will increase. And you will not be incarnated into somebody else. Your soul will be in the state of turmoil forever and ever and ever. But here's the good news. It doesn't end there. Then I will go on to tell you that God had a plan for relief, for clearness, for clarity of mind and cleanness of the heart. God created this plan zillions of years ago. And the plan is this, that His Son will leave heaven and come to earth. And He will live a perfect life. And that on the cross of Calvary, He made it possible without you jumping through hoops, without you going through stages, He made it possible to be reconciled with God the Father. And only then can you have peace with God. And when you have peace with God, you will have peace with others. You will have peace with your environment. You will have peace above all with yourself. But that's not all the good news. There's more good news. <laughs> There's more good news. I'll tell you that, not even for a nickel. For free, for you to receive that peace that doesn't make sense, the peace that's in the midst of life's difficulties, for you to receive that peace. It will not cost you anything. There's no charge. There is no price on it. Do you know why? Because Jesus Christ paid the full price when He hung on that cross and shed His blood on Calvary. And then I would tell you, there are no 15 stages that you have to jump through at a cost of a million dollars. But I tell you, there's only one step. There's only one stage. It's when you come to God and say, Father, forgive me. At that moment, you say, Father, forgive me. He would say to you, because of Jesus, you are now forgiven. Because of Jesus, you are now my child. Because of Jesus, you are now qualified to call me Papa. Because of Jesus, you are now an inheritor of the universe. Because of Jesus, you are now an heir and co-heir with Christ. Because of Jesus, you are now a child of the King. Start living like it. Because of Jesus, you are now a far greater celebrity in heaven than you can ever imagine here on earth. Because of Jesus, you have become a co-owner, not just a few dollars, not just a few shares of stock, but of the whole universe. Because of Jesus, you are a child of the King. Now you can live this life as if you own the universe, because you do. The religion of Scientology, beloved friends, is all about me. It's all about self, and that comes very clearly in every movie you watch, in every television program you watch. It's all about me. How can I control my world so I can get what I want? Oh, but God said, God said, your greatest joy, your greatest peace, your greatest contentment, the greatest happiness that you can have in life is when you surrender that control to the Lord Jesus Christ. God said, when you hand over the control, 
He will bless you. He will provide for you. He will walk with you no matter where you go. He will give you wisdom when you ask for it. He will give you strength to endure life tough times. He will sustain you when you get under attack. He will be your shield. He will be your fortress. He will be your strong tower. He will be your defender and your protector. Thousands might fall to your right and thousands might fall to your left, but you will stand in his power. Satan may try to scare you, but he cannot bite you because his teeth got knocked out on Calvary. (laughs) Evil people may try to terrify us, uh, but you are an immovable. The Holy Spirit of the living God is living on the inside of you. And when you are tempted and you call upon him, He will give you victory over temptation. And when you are tired and discouraged, He's going to lift you up. And when you have need, He will meet all of your needs according to the riches in His glory. Amen. Amen. Scientology magazine reported recently that Tom Cruise has been climbing this bridge to total freedom. That is, by the way, Scientology's almost highest known level of path to enlightenment. He's getting one more step before he can master matter and master energy and master space and master time even. So that he may regain inherent power, a godlike strength, a godlike power, and become totally free. This... His current level is called OT7, or Operating Thetan 7. Isn't that amazing? And supposedly, at some point of his climbing, he had discovered Hubbard's secret for human suffering. Hubbard has a a secret to explain human suffering, and it goes something like this. He, Hubbard, traced the theory of human suffering to a galactic battle that was waged 75 million years ago by an evil tyrant by the name of Zanu. Zanu, 75 million years ago, brought billions of people to the earth in a spacecraft resembling DC-8 aircraft. He hadn't seen a jumbo jet by that time, you see. And then Zanu scattered up and, and blown these up and these, their souls got clustered together and stuck to the bodies of the living. And Scientology believed that these alien souls continue to create havoc in the world today, causing all kind of physical ills in humanity today. Ah, oh, but they have an answer to that. <laughs> what you need to do in order to overcome all the ill effects of these alien souls is to pursue the ritualistic stages of clearing of your mind at cost of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Talk about a hoax. Now, beloved, listen to me. I'm getting ready to close. This is very important. I don't know if Hubbard... L. Ron Hubbard read the Bible or not. There's no indication that he had. Although he said all the religions are fine. But had he read the Bible, I think he would have discovered, he would have learned that there was an angel of light in heaven by the name of Lucifer. 
And that Lucifer rebelled against the living God. And then he and one-third of his angelic beings were thrown out of heaven. And while Satan and his demons certainly creating havoc in the world today, certainly among their followers, certainly with those who are under their control, but on the cross of Calvary, believers, listen to me, on the cross of Calvary, Jesus disarmed Satan and all of his demons. He rendered them ineffective. He rendered them powerless. He rendered them conquered. He rendered them toothless. He rendered them fangless. And he gave his children authority to defeat and overcome Satan and all his demons. And so the question is, are you living under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because he and he alone can give you victory over all evil powers of the world. He and he alone can give you that victory day in and day out. He'll give you victory over fear of any kind, whether it be fear of failure or fear of the future. Whatever fear you might be facing, he will give you victory over it. But listen to me. There are some people confuse being a churchman or a churchwoman as being under the authority of Jesus. There are some people think if they have a church membership that they are under the authority of Jesus. There are some people think if they belong to some sort of a denomination or a, or a religion that they're under the authority of If they're church goers, that they're, no sir, no ma'am, listen to me very carefully. Are you living under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is he covering you with his blood and his power so you may live victorious? The world goes up and down. The stock market can go up and down. Things may happen all around us. But if you are living under the authority of Jesus Christ, we walk in confidence because you are inheritors. You are co-heir with Christ Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message from Dr. Michael Youssef, recently featured on Leading the Way. If you'd like to know more about us, please visit ltw.org. That's ltw.org.